Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Mike Force Podcast. It is your host, Mike G. So just talked to my media guy, John Park, and he told me we're going to do multiple Mike Force Podcasts every single day. I'm, I'm actually pumped about that. Uh, we're going to be doing multiple per week based on the current event schedule of all the things that are happening in this country, which seem to be, I don't know, how can you say it, uh, falling apart? Um, like, I don't take Twitter very seriously, but I did a Twitter survey. And I said, hey, how many of you think that in the next two years, our country is going to be fine, just fine, dot, 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 or like, it's going to be bad. And everybody was like, it's going to be a shit show. It's going to be bad. And I have to agree. Like, I want to be an optimist, but when I listen to Joe Rogan and Dr. Phil, Dr. Phil's like one of the most positive human beings on the planet. And, and Dr. Phil's like, we're screwed. Then I pay attention. And let me, let me tell you why exactly that is. One of the reasons why on my personal YouTube, Mike Glover Actual, I actually started talking more about mental health is because like you, I am suffering from my own mental health dilemmas. I don't call it dramas or issues because I think everybody deals with dilemmas in their everyday life. So what are the strategies for us to navigate those type of things? Well, I've had to learn it the hard way. Having gone through a divorce, uh, a really turbulent and toxic time in my family, transitioning out of the military into civilian life, dealing with post-traumatic stress, TBI, the list goes on. One of the things I've seen help other people is expressing my vulnerabilities and also my experience. Otherwise, how do you lean on advice, experiences, understanding? And so the majority of the country is going through these situations and circumstances and they don't have anybody. There's a lot of people who are left alone with their own thoughts. And that's why we have 100,000 plus people dying this year from drug overdoses. It's why we have record suicide rates in every major demographic of our population. That's why we have increased poverty and homelessness, crime statistics through the roof. It's why we have to focus more on coming together as a society, starting with helping each other individuals, family units, communities, families, friends, and then we'll be better off and more resilient as a society. So one of the things that we're bringing to you is a Mike Force podcast doing a couple times talking about current events, like some of the things that I'm going to cover today. Also going to focus my channel, Mike Glover Actual, on bringing people together instead of dividing people. Like, God, I know we all have opinions, but the fact that a lot of people's opinions now are just toxic in nature and we are just tearing each other down, not saying it has to be woo-woo, la-la, magic, and, and everybody needs to be kissing each other's ass, but I just think we need more positivity in our lives and shifting our focus. So I'll try to do that. With that being said, let's get to current events, which are all about crappy things that are going on in the country. I will highlight some good things that are going on in the country, though. Hey, I talked about this uh, University of Idaho murder case where four students were tragically murdered, and this just came in like an hour ago. The detective said this weapon is probably something the killer paid money for and something that they are proud of, he told ABC News in his first on-screen interview. He also vented his upset that the killer is having a great life out there and we we're just left in shambles. So that came from Steve Concalvez, father of slain Kaylee said he learned a little bit more about who the police believe is responsible for the attack on Tuesday. This is fresh out from the New York Post. And he says, 
The detective said the weapon is probably something the killer paid money for and it's something they are proud of. Why? Likely because they left something behind. Law enforcement officials just released. They wouldn't release specific information because they were afraid of instilling fear. What would make people be instilled in fear? I don't know. A death note, a marking, ritual, something they left to let people know that these people were the target of their murder. So why do the police think they were targeted? Probably because there is specific evidence pointing to that fact. And whether it was a murder weapon, whether it was a note written in blood on the wall, whatever it is, it is bad. It is not good. Here we are weeks later and we have no information, no further evidence, even though all the things that law enforcement were saying were, we're on the right path. We've got a lot of evidence to come through. These were low-level guys and they keep contradicting themselves, which is why people are upset. But man, what a horrible and tragic circumstance. And I hope that some of this stuff comes to light, especially for the families uh, who are the victims that are alive to tell the stories. God, I can't even imagine having these mothers and fathers talk about their children in this context, knowing that they lost their children. Speaking of children, I won't repeat the name of the company because I can't pronounce it and because it doesn't bear repeating, but you saw this Kim Kardashian thing where she's working with a high fashion company that starts with a B that has worked with all of these celebrities. and. The information that's coming out now is, you guys hopefully know what I'm talking about, but if you don't, there was photography that was taken to campaign these ads, and there were children in the ads who were holding stuffed animals that were BDSM in nature. I don't even know what the acronym stands for because I'm not into that whole deal, but it had a teddy bear that was in leather straps that had black eyes on the eyes of the teddy bears, and they were holding them with tables full of red wine, full of documentation from, I believe, a lawsuit or something like that about child pornography. I don't even like repeating these things out loud because I have children. But anyways, they targeted in the ads children. And supposedly this company is suing the advertisers or producers of this material because they didn't ask for this. And now the famous photographer who's coming out saying, I didn't want to shoot this. This is what they put in front of me. Man, what, whatever happened to integrity? Like, how about you just not shoot it? How about if you think it's wrong, which it always is wrong when it deals with children, you just not do it. Why would you want your name attached to that? You're the photographer, the creative director, whoever. Why would you want your name attached to it? So the big controversy lies around how Kim Kardashian never came out and made a statement early on because, according to her, she wanted to understand the complexity of the situation. There is no complexity here. Look, cancel culture is a real issue in this country. Why should we cancel? Number one, we shouldn't be canceling companies because of stupid people. We shouldn't be canceling individuals because of hearsay or talking points with no context. Like, I see people trying to cancel people on tweets, and I'm like, so why do you want to cancel them? Well, because this was said. Do you know if that's true? Have you talked to anybody from the company? Like what you're saying doesn't make sense. So by the way, all the people who are like, well, they should have done it, blah, 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 blah. When it comes to these type of things where companies are getting canceled, we shouldn't do that unless we have the evidence. And I think the evidence is overwhelming. Now, 
the company itself is suing for $25 million, the actual production company of this material. But man, I'm sorry, you're guilty by affiliation, like direct affiliation. I mean, you posted it in your stuff. So it missed a lot of filters and they're coming out. But this is the same company that charges like thousands of dollars for Simpson t-shirts, that charges thousands of dollars for ragged shoes that celebrities are representing. I mean, a lot of celebrities. I don't even know them because I'm not tracking celebrities, but even Kanye West and Kim Kardashian, that's about all I know. But there's a laundry list of them. And none of these celebrities are coming forward and condemning these actions. And I find that curious and odd that anytime there's, I don't know, LGBTQT, the third power or whatever, they're coming out of the woodwork. But when it comes to children, they don't. I mean, Kim Kardashian is the mother of several children, and she's not saying anything except, I just want to figure out what the situation is. And whether or not they're going to continue the relationship depends on what their approaches are. So the money is more important in this case than your actual value system. Unless you don't have any values, then I guess it doesn't matter. I guess it doesn't matter. Now, I believe like you can have good values and still make money. But if you compromise your values because, I don't know, you're supporting advertising that's putting kids in compromising situations that are sexually oriented in nature, then you should be canceled altogether, just outright. Now, here's what's pretty impactful. The social media platforms, which include millions and millions and millions of followers, have all been deleted and all been canceled and all been self-destructed by the companies themselves. So I don't know what that puts them in a position to do, but I imagine a lot of people are going to be distancing themselves from these companies. We're not talking about like Carhartt CEO coming out and saying like, I don't know, vaccine mandates or whatever the the controversy was there, where I said personally, I'm not going to buy Carhartt anymore. Now, people are like, you shouldn't cancel Carhartt. Uh, I'm not canceling Carhartt. I'm saying I'm a consumer and I don't want to buy Carhartt. And that's my opinion. And because I want to make informed decisions about companies that I spend money with, like Jack Carr, an amazing human being because he's a good friend, but I see all the good work he does. The Terminalist series is great. So I'm supporting his company. Now, Phil Craft Survival and Ebrel Stock, great companies. I, I used to wear Ebrel Stock bags 15 years ago when nobody really knew who Ebrel Stock was because they were just providing niche, narrow bags provided for the warfighter. So I want to make consumer decisions that are going to reflect my values. And so, I don't know, like Carhartt doesn't support those values because they're hurting their employees. And I don't want to support a company that's doing that. Is that cancel culture? No, that's consumer culture. So should you cancel these people who are like going after kids? Absolutely, because that's the fear for me. The resilience that's left, that are some of the things that we could do right now to affect shifting cultural and societal change have to do with children and the integrity of the family unit. But if we compromise that at all levels and everybody Marxists and up the chain, say the family unit is destroying our ability to do these certain things, that's a problem for me because I am on the bandwagon of somebody who's grew up in family, who grew up without social media and technology saturating our lives that it's so very important to maintain and instill those same values. It's why my kids don't spend a lot of time on cell phones, iPads, and TV. Sure, they watch Monster Jam on YouTube, but 
I want them to have time outside, feeding goats, feeding chickens, exploring museums, doing all these things that are outside. And when brands, companies, or people go after our kids, to hell with them. To hell with them. Also, I don't know if you saw in the news in the current events category, but Houston, 2.3 million people have been affected by a boiling water mandate for water that's touching your skin. Hygiene, not just drinking, not just potable potential water, but water that you use in your shower should be boiled. Now, why is that happening? Look, it's happening all over the country. It's a serious, significant issue, which is infrastructure is being affected by poor policy from our current administration. When I said, do you think our country is screwed for the next two years? Look, I don't think people are screwed because I'm optimistic about the power of people, not on social media, not Facebook and Instagram, but people being resilient in their own households. That's what I have optimism about. But what I don't have optimism about is the political situation where we have an administration that is completely inept and incompetent. They are making political decisions, which for the first time in a long time, in my lifetime in history, is actually affecting people's lives. I don't know, like the economy, where we're pumping more money into Ukraine than we are in American people. Now, I feel bad for the Ukrainian people. Chad Robichaud, who I'm going to have on the podcast to talk about his experiences there. Look, I feel bad for people, but I also want to take care of Americans first. Like the idea of America first, it seems like so foreign and we need to be taking care of Americans because if we take care of Americans first, we could thrive to be able to take care of everybody else first. It's like that idea of the oxygen mask dropping out of the aircraft. Put it on yourself first and foremost so you could help others. And we're not doing that because of bad policy, right? We're so focused on radicalizing our institutions, including our education system, that we don't care about the homelessness in this country that is a systemic and disastrous scaling up problem where the amount of homeless people who are addicted to drugs that are taking over complete cities and towns in this country and we don't have a solution for that, maybe that's something politically we can get behind because it's bipartisan and we could fix it. So when I talk about the disaster that's bound to come from this country, it has to do a lot with poor policy that's leading to poor decisions or indecision or no decision that's completely affecting our country in a very poor way. So where does that leave us in two years? Man, not in a very good position. Now, I asked the question on social media, like, where can people go? What can people do? Here's where it starts. Self-reliance. I just did this Warriors Heart Foundation charity dinner. I did a course in California. Uh, I'll be doing a survival seminar December 2nd, this Saturday at Black Rifle Coffee Company in Dallas, Texas. You can go to fieldcraftsurvival.com or the notes below to sign up for that. And then teaching December 10th in Las Vegas. These things that I do across the country, I do because I like teaching. It progresses, obviously, the company. That's no secret there. It's part of the business plan. But also, I get to talk to human beings who are out there going, holy crap, man. Like, our lives are being effective in a negative way. I just lost my job. I was laid off. The gas is higher than I've ever seen. I'm not spending money, so the economy's hurting. I don't have as much as I do. Our toy drive, for example, is the lowest toy drive we've done in years. 
Why? Not because we're not marketing or putting it out there. Now we're not doing our best. It's because a lot of people don't have residual income to spend on donating toys when they're trying to make ends meet. But if you talk to anybody from the White House, they tell you that Biden's kicking ass. Like everything is on the up and up. And we are in a very powerful time in our economy where there's more jobs than ever before. Oh my gosh, you have to be shitting me. I travel all over the country. Uh, In the last three weeks, I was in Texas, Utah, California, Nevada, and seen it all. And most of the conversations I've been involved in have been, I don't know what the future of this country is going to look like. I am in a very bad situation and it, it sucks. So I'm putting that, that out there because we need to get back to basics. What you can do is spend more time investing in yourselves. Hold on to the capital because cash is king. I, I don't blame you for not spending a lot of money, not getting the car loan, not getting the mortgage loan because mortgage rates are above 6% right now. So what do you think is going to happen? Ancillary, second, third, fourth, fifth order effects. It's going to affect our overall economy. And that's what's happening in our country. So we need to get back to basics. One of those is leaning back on the family. You know, the best thing that happened during COVID-19 is the fact that we started looking in instead of out and around. We weren't so focused on this reach and engage of all these objectives and dreams beyond our home. And we started paying attention at our own feet. And we spent more time with our children, with our family, and then realizing, man, I want to stay home. I just uh, interviewed on the Black Rifle Coffee podcast, Chris Stroop of Stroop Knives. Just medically got retired after 11 years in the military, and he started a knife company. Why? First and foremost, he wanted to be closer to home with his kids, and I don't blame him. Man, I can't imagine being a father or a mother deployed all the time, gone all the time in the military, leaving your kids behind. And so it showed us for the first time that, man, there's a path to get back to basics and what's really important. It shifted our hierarchy of needs and our priorities. So spend more time building your family unit and being more prepared. Obviously, as the owner of a survival company, I'm going to talk to you about preparedness. How do you build your level of preparedness? Well, become self-reliant. That, I think, is the start point. It's not about this idea of like, oh, go buy the pistol and it's EDC. Go raise the chickens because it's self-sustaining. It's all of that and more. But I think it starts with a, a mental shift in your mindset to help you habitually change your routine. Because if you get up every day and you like hope for the best, then that's not going to help you when shit hits the fan. What is going to help you is cutting the umbilical cord and depending on, I don't know, being financially independent, getting rid of debt. That before anything might be one of the first steps that you could do is getting rid of all the shit you don't need and investing that money, those resources into the things you do need. Like maybe you do need chickens. Yep. Maybe you do need a stockpile of food and water. Hey, maybe you do need the seven kilowatt generator hooked up to your home because the infrastructure is not too reliable, especially if you live in Houston, Texas. So when we start building our self-reliance, we start changing our mindset and also our culture. Like I I always promote Phil Craft Survival. I do that because I'm the owner of Phil Craft Survival. I'm a business owner. I'm an entrepreneur at Spirit. But you know what? I don't even care if you do anything with Phil Craft. The actual paradigm shift for you starts with you and your own behavior. Like I tell guys who show up on my range when we do five minutes of calisthenics to exercise, to get your heart rate up, 
to look at your technical skill sets and what falls apart when you're elevated naturally, because that's what you'll be under, uh, under stress, and they can't do it. They groan and moan after three minutes of calisthenics, and you're like, you want to be a gunfighter, but you're obese or you're overweight or you're not cardiovascular fit. Well, guess what? You don't have to pay anything to do jumping jacks in your front yard. You don't have to pay anything to get invested in your own health and wellness. But out here you have, I don't know, influencers telling you you only need four hours of sleep. You need to grind 18 hours a day. Work is what matters most, not family. That's all bullshit. That's what it is. What's most important is family, friends, social networks, your health and wellness first and foremost, and then you could focus on preparing your family and your community. I love you guys, and I want to see us succeed as a country, but we're on the wrong path. You know it. We all know it. We're all on the wrong path. I'm 21 minutes into this podcast, and I'm looking inside internally for any optimism outside of the family unit and our abilities within our own control, and the future's not so bright. It's not so bright. It's not so bright when the government doesn't have the confidence of the people. Now, does that mean we overthrow the government? No, because that's dumb. Because the government is who you elected into that position. Even if you think 50% of the country is dumb, it's still a democracy. That's how it works. I see more and more men on social media who claim they're strong warriors. They use a whole bunch of Viking terminology. Thermopylae and the Spartans and the Trojans, like whoever. Name it throughout history. But they're so sensitive. They get so emotionally charged from a tweet they can't handle themselves. So when I see that, I go, man, if you weren't so emotionally charged and spending so much time on your social media, maybe you could actually have a good secure position in your life, a good job, a good business, a good position. I heard somebody the other day make the comment. They said, Mike is all about the money now. Am I about the money? Because I made twice as much as I made when I was working as a government contractor than I make now because I side hustled and I made a crap ton of money in a daily rate every single day because they paid me for my 20 years of experience to do the job. And guess what? It was the easiest job I had in my life. In fact, I only worked two to three hours a day. I spent more time in the gym than I did on the actual job. So it's not about money. In fact, it's never about money for most entrepreneurs, at least in the beginning. That could be three, five, 10, 20 years. My mom has grinded her hands to the bone, working on people's hair, doing people's nails for 30 plus years. You think she does what she does because she wants to get rich or because she's going to be rich? Because she's not rich. She does it because it gives her profound purpose and she's self-reliant. She doesn't have to depend on an institution. So I am independent as an entrepreneur, and it's not about the money. It's about a living and living the American dream. Because I don't want to work for anybody else. I want to live the American dream. But it's not easy. On my own personal YouTube, I just did a video, and I told you I was going to do more videos on mindset and resilience and mental health and talking about being better. And one of the things I realized is if you want to be better, you have to get over the fact that a lot of the things that you do are going to suck. And they suck because, you know, the jobs of many things that we do suck, but there's also a more profound purpose. 
Maybe you do your job and it sucks because you're in the factory. It's not a great job. You like the people, but you know it brings you enough security to take care of your family. That's why we do what we do. You think I grind 18 to 20 hours a day, which I do almost every day. I rarely have a day off at Fieldcraft Survival because of the defined purpose that I set for myself and the standard. My mom raised me to expect to work hard. So I do. I always have been designed that way. But why do I do it? Not because I want to get wealthy and rich, but because I want security and living a purpose, doing something that I love as a purpose, not necessarily the day-to-day things that I actually do. So find what you love, live that life, and understand it's going to be a lot of hard work, but it's driven by purpose. And that's more important almost than anything. It's why you can get an 18-year-old to guard the tomb of the unknowns through rain, snow, sleet, heat, just suffering, knowing that the actual job is painful. It hurts. But the purpose behind honoring and sacrificing for those who served, giving their lives and identity is so much bigger and broader. We need to get to the understanding that the things that we're doing, the sacrificing we're, we're making in real time is because we are trying to set up our families and ourselves for success in the future. I mean, a lot of people expect everything to happen to them right now. I get guys who go, well, I have a tactical background. I should be wealthy like you guys. I should be running businesses and selling out courses. It took me 10 years to get to a point where December 10th, when, we do, when I do Las Vegas Pistol, it's going to be sold out, just like every other course that I sell. When I started teaching, I had one student show up, then two, then three, then years of grinding and grinding, hoping and praying that people would just come. The word of mouth got out there, and then the work and ethic paid off. But there's guys who want to get out there, and they say they have toxic marketing tactics. They think they want it overnight. And then they blame you, like, like I'm the problem. But you're talking about me, and I'm the problem? I'm just doing me. Like, this is my company. We're pioneering survival and preparedness. Like, how about you just do you and focus on that and your own work ethic, and you'll be successful. It's how I am. December 10th, Pro Gun Club uh, in Vegas, it will be sold out. It's a guarantee it will be sold out. And I'm confident in saying that because I did the decade of hard work to get there. Are you willing to do that hard work? Because a lot of you guys expect this hard work to happen overnight, in a week, in a year, because I put in the work for a year. Put in the work for a decade and come talk to me about what is owed to you, what you deserve. You don't deserve anything, by the way. You don't deserve anything, by the way. None of us do. When I take a shower and that hot water hits my back, when I hit that pillow and my head hits that soft pillow, I want to feel like I earned it. Whether that's the work that I put into my kids, to my family, to my job, to my career, to people, I want to feel like I earned it. And we need to get back to those basics every single day. Guys, I want to say big shout out to Black Rifle Coffee for sponsoring the podcast. They'll be offering uh, free shipping 7th to the 14th of December. Uh, I'll be December 2nd doing a survival seminar in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas, as well as teaching in Gritter Pistol and Carbine, which is already sold out in uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. We're going to be doing a lot more training at Gritter, G-R-I-T-R, sports. There in Dallas, Fort Worth, we have a good relationship with them, but also training across the country in Heber City, Utah and North Carolina, and wherever you find us all over the map. I want to say thank you for being a follower, a listener of this podcast. If you haven't subscribed, make sure you subscribe, hit the notification tab, all that good stuff. 
I appreciate you guys. Without your business, without your trust and relationship with us as a company, as an individual, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. It's because of you that I'm here. Thank you so much. Until next time, peace out, guys. Tip of the spear